This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association. If Here is your guest host, Jane Brown. If you're one of the many Canadians who live with irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, you're probably looking forward to the end of the holiday season. The added stress and a regular diet that many of us experience at this time of year can trigger symptoms such as bloating, abdominal pain, diarrhea or constipation, none of which contribute to a happy holiday to say the least. Dean Miller with our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association joins me in studio to talk about how your pharmacist can help you prevent flare-ups, manage symptoms and get back to feeling like yourself. And Dean will also take your phone calls at 416-360- 0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Dean, welcome. Hi, Jane. Let's talk about, first of all, what is irritable bowel syndrome? Well, th- th- this is a strange one because it, it it really doesn't have a definition and it's got, you know, it's got multiple symptoms that, you know, are as easily treated by the pharmacist on the corner as it, as it is going to the doctor. And a lot of people get confused because there is a lot of different things that can happen with your stomach. You know, some can be pretty severe and, you, you know, it is better to go to the physician. But irritable bowel syndrome or IBS, as you, as you said, it, it, you know, it can, it can be anything just from feeling bloated to, you know, severe pain and that really debilitates you. And, and you're so right. I mean, this time of year with running around and high fat foods and, and, you know, a a diet that's not your typical diet that you'd experience through the rest of the year, uh, is probably the worst time. And I think that's probably why we're talking about it today. If you're diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, can you get rid of the condition or is it with you for the rest of your life? Well, you know what, uh, you know, some, some simple changes can certainly help. Um, you know, most people that have it, um, you know, have it and then they live with it, you know, pretty much for the rest of their life. And, and it's the unfortunate truth. But, you know, you know, what the pharmacist can recommend and what the physician can recommend are just some simple changes, you know, uh, dietary changes. Um, you know, a long time ago, there used to be products that are uh, designated as probiotics, and they used to be hidden behind the pharmacy counter, and the pharmacist would pull them out every so often and say, this is what you should take. And that now that's changed. So those those products have become a lot more mainstream, so you'll find them out on the counter. So so there's really kind of a dual approach to, to treating it, um, you know, uh, when what it comes do, to... What do probiotics do? Uh, well, you know, what what they do is they replicate sort of your... The, the bacteria, the healthy bacteria that's in your stomach and your gut area, um, you know, that that's the stuff that kind of keeps you healthy and keeps you digesting food properly and prevents things like gas and bloating and things. But, but you know, a lot of times, you know, you know, you've had the flu, you've been sick, uh, you, you know, you, you lose that 
that flora in your gut, as they call it, and that's the healthy bacteria. So what you want to do is you want to replace that. And a lot of people kind of go, well, I'll just take yogurt. And yeah, that is, that's a good idea. Taking yogurt is a good idea, but, you know, you can kind of, um, you know, give yourself a real boost by by picking up some of these probiotics that exist. And they're right in the aisles now. I mean, as you said, they're no longer behind the counter. I had to take an antibiotic. I can't remember how recently, but with that antibiotic, I had to take a probiotic. Right, right. And and that's, and that's another very typical thing. I mean, at this time of year, I mean, everybody's sick out there right now. So there's a lot of people taking antibiotics and then they feel like, wow, these antibiotics are really awful on my stomach and mm. stuff. But a lot of times what it is, is not so much the antibiotics, but you're getting rid of that healthy, like I said, that healthy bacteria that's in your stomach. And when that's gone, that's when a lot of these, these problems come up. So you want to replace it and, and, you know, some of those probiotics. And, and they're getting quite sophisticated. I mean, you know, before there used to be just one or two brands. Now there's, you know, you go to a health food store and you see 10 or 15 different brands and there's, there's all these really complicated names that you see and you kind of go, well, I don't know what that is. And that's when you go up to the counter and, and talk to your pharmacist. You yes. yes. So what would you say when you go and you look at this bevy of products in the aisle? Well, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, quite truthfully, they're most, mostly going to all do the same thing. Um, and, and lactobacillus is usually what's the, the first word uh, of the two words that you usually see to describe what kind of uh, um, probiotic you're taking. But, but, you know, the pharmacist will be able to kind of tell you. And usually your pharmacist will say, you know, this is a favorite and, um, you know, this one, you know, is a new one or whatever kind of thing. So, but it is, uh, it is an area that uh, uh, there's been a lot of research. There's been a lot of new developments, mostly around the use of probiotics. But, but certainly diet as well is a, is a big part of it. And so. just to revisit the, the whole yogurt thing, because you do see those Activia yep. commercials and they talk about probiotics. Right. And last night I saw an ad for something called Benefiber. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, do these, they've obviously got some of what you need, but you need that higher dose to sort of settle things down. Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, a good rule of thumb, I mean, if you are living with with IBS, I mean, there is not every, and we we should make it clear that not every type of yogurt has an active yogurt culture with or an active bacterial culture in there which will actually help you so you got to be you got to be a little bit cautious about which ones you take but um you know those yogurts that do i mean a lot of people on a routine basis that have ibs take yogurt like every day or at least a little a little bit of it well it's convenient now because uh, they sell yogurt in the pharmacies now well yeah (laughs) as pharmacies have started to expand their different product mix a lot of us sell food now so yes yes, a lot of times we do have yogurt 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740 your questions for dean miller from the ontario pharmacists association about irritable bowel syndrome or perhaps you have another question that you'd like to ask our pharmacist Let's go to Diane in Milton. Go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hi, Dean. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm just inquiring because I, I, a while ago I would have these things that I thought were irritable bowel, but I wonder now if they weren't food poisoning. It, it would ha- happen if I missed it. If I skipped a meal and then I would eat a meal, I would get terrible pains in my abdomen and explosive diarrhea and... Um, I would faint from the pain. It was so intense. And I'm wondering, and it would happen about 15 minutes after I ate a meal, and I was wondering if it is irritable bowel or if that would be food poisoning or cross-contamination in food. Well, you know, I mean, food po- I mean, those symptoms 
are very similar to to food poisoning, especially you know the the severity of it, the severe pain and the explosive diarrhea. That sort of thing is indicative of food poisoning. But you know, food poisoning usually you know it it you get it. You know, it, uh-huh. it's very fast. It, you, you usually get rid of it fairly quickly uh, because a lot of times you are bedridden because you lose so much, you know, fluid and electrolytes and you just feel awful. Yeah, that's um, how I would feel. Right. Um, but, you know, t- th- because you've seen it a number of times, I kind of doubt that it is food poisoning. You know, what? it sounds almost like a little bit too intense for irritable bowel syndrome, but anything's possible. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of... Things like you know um, allergies to gluten and and you know things like early stages of Crohn's disease and colitis and things which are close relatives or actually you know um, a little bit more complex and a little bit more severe conditions than you would get with irritable bowel syndrome. So you have to be careful. Uh, those are things where you definitely want to go to see uh, your physician if you suspect anything other than just you know your typical you know, bloating and gas and that sort of thing. Those well, kinds of symptoms can relate to lactose intolerance as well, though, right? That's another one. Yeah, yeah. we well, haven't I, talked I, about I, that it yet. It seemed so. to be if I, you know, they serve bread in a restaurant before your meal, yeah. and I've tried not to have the bread before the meal, to have protein, eat a bite of protein first. Right. And actually, I don't get it anymore. And I, I'm eating regular meals rather than I'm not skipping any meals or so busy that I have to skip meals, and maybe all of that helps. I don't know. Well, you know, a lot of grains, especially like the bleached grains and, and stuff in breads, you know, that they're pretty complex carbohydrates, and they do, they take a lot of effort for the body to, to digest these. Oh. And you mm-hmm. can get symptoms like you're describing, and it's a little bit of kind of a gluten allergy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's something that you know, if I were you, I'd probably get it checked out because they can test you for it, and they actually have a kind of a very strict protocol on how they test for gluten. Is gluten it a allergies. blood test or no? No, no. They'll uh, they'll um, you know they'll, they'll probably have you fast for a while, and then they'll they'll ha- give you you know different uh, uh, gluten products actually just to see how sensitive you are. So, I see. Yeah. Okay, good, okay, Diane. Well, thank you so much. Okay, thanks for calling in to fight back here on Zoomer Radio. Let's go to Joan in North York. Go ahead. Yes, um, my question is about probiotics. I, I have been tested by an allergist, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and uh, the big thing is I'm allergic to, as well as being told that I do have the irritable bowel, I also have allergies to dairy, to um, gluten, to soy, to different nuts. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, I have so many allergies. Mm. It seems to be getting worse as I get older. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, which probiotic you would take. Well, there's lots out there. I mean, probably the biggest seller, and I hate to promote a brand, is is uh, um, uh, like something like Flovastor or something like that, which is the ones that probably like the, the 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 earliest on the market. But you know, even. You know, even behind the counter, the pharmacist quite often will have lactobacillus capsules that that um, usually we keep them in the fridge, and 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 they're pretty you know pretty high potency. Um, uh, I'm not saying that's the case at every pharmacy, but but you know the pharmacist will usually have some back there, and then you've got the commercial brands as well. Um, and and like I said, those have expanded. Like you know, there's many different brands of those but now. Which ones are dairy-free and gluten-free and 
soy-free. And oh, that, that and that's a good question to ask the well, pharmacist. Absolutely, because you're right. I mean, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of shuddered a little bit when you told me about your, the different allergies you had, because you know, a lot of times if you are lactose intolerant, you use soy, you know, or soy mil- milk, and and you know, being that you have a soy allergy as well, that kind of well that you know, changes that mm-hmm. that protocol. So you'd probably have to go to something like almond milk or, or something like that. But, you know, there's a lot of complexity. And that's one of the things that I think is a good uh, a good question f- to ask your, your local pharmacist. Because, you know, a lot of times people don't think about the inactive ingredients in some of these products. And a lot of them do have lactose in them. Um, so you have to be re- really be careful, especially if you're lactose intolerant. Because, you know, people think and they go, oh, well, I'm taking an antibiotic and it's, you know, penicillin or something. Well, it's not just penicillin in there. There's, there's, there's color and fillers and lactose and glue and everything to keep this together. So, you know, we get those questions a lot as pharmacists to just say, hey, you know what, what's in this? Right. And that's why you have that, regardless of what you buy at the pharmacy, the non-medicinal ingredients. Absolutely. And and a lot of products list it, but, you know, a lot of them don't. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's important to ask. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. We're here with Dean Miller from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association talking about irritable bowel syndrome. It is the season. Uh, We have been talking about probiotics as a way to treat it. But how do you know if maybe you need uh, a prescription that your doctor would give you? I mean, when, do, when does it become so serious that you have to take medication? Yeah, one of the callers did talk, talk about sort of more severe pain and that sort of thing. And, you know, the thing about IBS is, is a lot of people have it and they don't know it. And they don't treat it. Um, and, you know, and they just live with it and they think, oh, well, you know, it's something I ate and, you know, it made me very bloated and it didn't make me feel very comfortable and that sort of thing. But but when you kind of cross that line and you get severe pain in your stomach and, and you know, it, it, it's to the point where you're, you know, you're missing work, you're missing school, you're, you're doubled over in pain. I mean, obviously that's something that, you know, you want to go to the doctor uh, and, and get checked out because, you know, pro, uh, you know, Things like colitis and Crohn's disease, and they're they're very very serious um, disease states that need to be treated with a lot more aggressive medications than just something you can buy over the counter. Which is, you know, the the treatment staple for, you know, uh, IBS is really just some of the stuff you can get over the counter. Mm-hmm. So so. But, you know, you, you do cross that line fairly quickly and then you have to get stuff for, for uh, that are prescription only. And then combined with diet. What, so we start getting right. the, the flare-ups yeah. at this time of year, say, how right. do you settle everything down? Yeah, I mean, you know, now that we're sort of, you know, a couple more days and I think we'll be kind of out of the, <laughs> yeah. out of the woods when it comes to all the bad stuff. We're Except if you're to... Ukrainian and then we're That's celebrating right. again Til, next week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Till the sixth or whatever. Yes. So, but, um, you know, some of the things that, um, you, you can do, um, are, are 
you know, the healthy, you know, the healthy grains, stuff like psyllium. I mean, most people know it as Metamucil, right? Like Metamucil is the most common one. And, and you know what? It's sort of a miracle drug around, around IBS. And, you know, a little bit incorporated into your diet to kind of settle things down. And, um, and it's, you know, people kind of go, wow, you know, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a laxative. And it is a laxative, but it's, you know, it has other uses for it. And this happens to be one of them. So, But is there, can you get into using Metamucil too often though? I mean, is there, should you? Well, yes and no. I mean, you hear all about the, you know, you don't want to overuse laxatives and that sort of thing because you're going to be dependent on them. This is a class of laxatives you don't really have to worry because Metamucil is not what they call a stimulant laxative and stimulant laxatives are ones that are a lot more potent uh, and they're usually reserved for when you've been constipated for a long time. Now, you can become constipated on, on when you have IBS for sure, but, you know, this is... When I talk about diet and the inclusion of, you know, more fiber, and it doesn't have to be Metamucil. There's lots of different products out there. But that's, you know, a little bit every day into the diet is not going to hurt and that's that's a way to just sort of like smooth everything out okay and, so it's not gonna it won't make your digestive system lazy so to speak right exactly and that's what you want to prevent from happening because there's a lot of product out there especially if you take laxatives on a regular basis or you become constipated you don't want to take things like just so you're going to become dependent on it mm-hmm. to, to, to go to the bathroom. So. Let's get back to the phones here. We're talking about irritable bowel syndrome or whatever questions you have for Dean Miller from the Ontario Pharmacists Association. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Sandra in St. Catharines, go ahead. Um, yes, I was just curious if acidophilus is a probiotic yeah, that's the that's sort of the old gold standard. So oh. acidophilus is 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 the one that's when I was talking about the pharmacists used to go back into the fridge and have a magic product that they used to bring out. That's that's acidophilus, and acidophilus is 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 very very common, and it's it's probably the base of 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 most uh, probiotic products today that exist. A lot more research has gone into it, so there's a lot more different strains of of probiotic than used to exist, but the acidophilus has been around for, you know, 50, 50 years. So. Well, so, that sounds good to me. The so real McCoy, the, the good stuff. Uh, yeah. So it, it's still, the, it's still the gold standard. Yeah, still the gold standard. Very good. So appreciate your help then. You're welcome. Thank you, and you have a good afternoon. Yeah. Thanks, Sandra, for calling in. Joe in Buffalo, across the border, hello. What's your what's your question for our pharmacist? No, I uh, this is just me, Joe. I, I uh, kind of treat this on my own. I, I don't know if it's considered irritable bowel or what it is, but if I if I eat the wrong thing, like any kind of fast food or something like that, I can't I can't tolerate that. It's just like it, it really makes me feel like lousy, you know. So, and um, another thing I found is I drink a real lot of water. And that really helps me. Mm. Is, that, is, there a, is there a point where, like, too much water is bad? Well, there's always a point when it's too bad. But, you know, I mean, the, the 8 to 10 glasses a day that's recommended, 8-ounce glasses a day, uh, um, are, you know, most people never even come close to that. So, so Joe, if you're kind of within those limits, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're going to be fine. But, but what you're mentioning about you know, water and including water in any type of, um, you know, treatment around things like, like IBS is a good thing because, you know, um, you know, it just water and, and a combination of, of a high fiber diet 
is the key to this. And, you know, what you say about, you know, going to a fast food uh, um, place and, you know, eating a lot of high fat food, um, you know, that that's that's one of the symptoms or that's one of the triggers that brings on, you know, things like like IBS because, you know, the high fat diet is, you know, probably something that, you know, your system just has trouble digesting properly. So you get gas and you get bloating and you feel awful. And and it's you know, almost instantaneous for a lot of people. For sure. For sure. It's just, you know, because it's just not digested and it just sort of sits there and it passes through the intestines and stuff and you get all these terrible feelings from it. So. Joe, you said that you feel good when you drink water and stay away from fast food. What kinds of foods make you feel good, make your stomach feel good? Well, I, I, I just eat kind of like natural stuff, like vegetables and fruit. I, I have a lot of fruit, and uh, somebody told me a long time ago to, to take a shot of apple cider vinegar to keep, you, keep your stomach feeling better, and that seems to help me also. I, I, just, I can't eat like the fried stuff or any of that like processed meat. It just, you know, I, I can feel like, like you've been weighed down, like you said, bloated in that. Yeah. So, and, well, and I'm probably, I'm probably close to two gallons of water a day. I don't know if that's too much. Well, that's a that's a lot, but but um, you know, I mean, if it's if it's if you're doing it and it's working for you, that you know that that that's fine. I, I think you brought up a good point, though. Uh, you know, um, you, you talked about healthy vegetables and healthy fruit. Um, there is some of those that that also trigger IBS because they are, you know, they are hot, they are fiber. So a lot of people think, oh, that's that's great. We'll just take a little bit more fiber. But a lot of those products, you know, especially like the broccolis and Brussels sprouts and things like that, they are they are the vegetables that produce a lot more kind of gas and get you get that bloated. They're rougher bloated feeling. They're rougher exactly. Right. So yeah. so there is certain. Foods, even within the good food groups, that that sometimes can trigger it as well. So you have to be, you know, as you can see, you have to be kind of careful. So and the types of meat that you would have, uh, protein, chicken, and fish is probably touch depending on the type of fish. It can go either yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, sure. I think the white the white meats and things are a lot easier to digest than you know the the, the steak and and that sort of thing. So you and have it's, to be, it's portion to control too, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That so. can make a big difference. Yeah. Julie in Georgetown, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Yes, I wondered if you're aware of the natural wheat bran um, because of constipation. I'd read about it years ago, coming into its own, and it is paper thin. You buy it at the grocery store. And can put it in with anything, cereal, soup, whatever, and it is in, incredibly marvelous. Well, I think just even the word bran in there, you know, is, is sort of the key to what you what you just said because bran, uh, you know, is is a type of fiber, and mm-hmm. and you know, by um, I'm going to guess it's probably pretty high potency uh, fiber, and that's the good type of grain that that will really help. Uh, you know, control the symptoms of IBS. So, so I think um, I don't know that kind specifically, but but the fact that bran is in there mm-hmm. is is incredibly important because that helps a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did Did you used to have symptoms of IBS, June? Uh, not that, um, just absolute painful constipation. Oh, and um, I had read about this in the newspaper a few years ago, and. Uh, have not, you know, stopped using it. You can put it in with hot or cold cereal, soup, stew, whatever. And you're having it every day? Uh, um, yes, 
pretty well every day. It's high fiber, no additives, no sodium. Well, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what yeah. is. Well, you know what? Knowing how I used to be, uh, which was not very good, uh, this is this has been my salvation. And and that's it. Can be as simple as that, right, Dean? Yeah. Well, and you know what? The 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 brand's actually really good because, as you described, the constipation piece of it it takes care of that. But it's also one of those products that kind of smooths out the symptoms because it is, you know, it is that. It's got a lot of that psyllium and good fiber in there that's going to help, you know, reduce a lot of these other symptoms that you get with IBS. So, so it's a, a double impact, good, good product. So I take it it's been a little busier than usual at the pharmacy these few days between well, Christmas and yeah. New Year's. It's always busy at this time <laughs> of year anyways when people travel. And, and again... The travel and the stress and that sort of thing always sort of triggers. Well, a lot the of these stress symptoms. can it can bring it on, right? For sure, for sure. And and you know just just running around and doing this and doing that and not only do you not eat as your your regular diet, but just the stress and your I mean your stomach responds to stress in a in a strange way and it gets a lot more active. And uh, you know that's where you know there is products like you know peppermint oil and things mm. that we haven't really talked about mm-hmm. but, but that's like a, an anti-spasmodic that's been around for a hundred years and and you have to be a little bit c- careful with it but it is one of those products that you know go ask the pharmacist and he'll recommend something that uh, uh, so you don't have to run down to the physician's office especially at this time of year when you know most offices are limited hours or even closed right and it's you know when you go to that section of the pharmacy it can be quite overwhelming with all the right. natural supplements yeah, yeah. it's a good time to go over and say to the pharmacist, hey, can you just give me a little walkthrough with all yeah, of these things? Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's the thing. It's not only what's up in our head. Is we have, you know, we have access to, you know, thousands of different res- uh, resources that uh, you can tap into as well. So. Dean, thank you. Thanks, Jane. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.